Woody Womack and Mike Farrell back for another edition of our podcast. Mike, oh, it's a big week. It's rankings week. Well, should be the final rankings, but we don't know because uh, are some states going to play? As I think Illinois might be playing now all of a sudden, so we might have some rankings tweaking still to go. A little bit, but, you know, I, I don't think most of them won't play, and state of Illinois is not loaded with talent anyway. So, But we can't say final. We just can't. You know, I mean, there could be a lot of things that crop up this spring. Uh, so it's it's the end of a weird year. Um, 35 stars, uh, but we can't say that this is the final amount. We can't say this is the final rankings. Just we're stuck. Well, and we kind of debated. We we almost we had a little bit of debate of if we should even update the rankings. But then we had, of course, state championships in Texas, Georgia, uh, Michigan, Louisiana. We kind of we kind of had to after considering we met in mid November, right? For the for the last update. Yeah, Florida. I mean, there was a lot of new film that came in too. A lot of kids, you know, obviously getting their huddle and coaches getting their huddles together after we met in November, um, before Thanksgiving. So there was way too much to to leave out there to just say, you know, throwing our hands up in the air and we're not going to re-rank again. So, you know, people will be upset as they always are. And this kid should be higher and this kid's higher because of this school. But a um, lot of good film out there, I'll tell you. So two five stars and I'm excited about all of them. I know you're not excited about a few of them. Yeah. So let's start. Let me pull up the old uh, list of new five stars. Here. Grab my hairdresser energy drink that's right you, you gotta be working a double shift later at the salon um beach mango uh, i'm allergic to mango so it's definitely a no-go for me um boy we're really going slow here on the old google drive so uh of course i was the only one who argued with you on the call um it was a beta it was a real beta call wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit of a beta call but it wasn't like I don't know. There's certain people that don't argue and there's certain people that I don't argue with much just so there's no point. And then there's certain people that I like to argue with. I, I, I like opinions. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like the way you come across with your opinions, but I like opinions. I like to be challenged on stuff. And then if it's my say final, then I just say my say final. I mean, we've got for the first time, I think in the history of rivals, a five-star that that the competition has is a three. That's going to be interesting. And that's my guy, Corey Collier. No but, one agrees. Okay, so let's start with him. Uh, so they moved him down to a three-star? They did. Wow. I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. I don't know what it was they saw. I mean, senior film is solid. Um, no. I mean, you know. They got a new guy over there ranking Florida, and we all like him, but he's in South Florida and affiliated with a particular program. So maybe they just didn't like him because he's going to Florida. I don't know. So Collier was one of the guys that I was also down on. I just, I mean, I think we kind of made him a five-star early when we shouldn't have. And he, I'm not saying he's a three-star, but we kind of went round and round on him. We almost dropped them one time, then we didn't. We kind of went back and forth. Uh, we ended up keeping him the whole time, and he ends up finishing 30th. I just think as a safety, for me, a five-star safety has got to be awesome. Like, we've got to yeah. look back. And, you know, I throw out some of the names. And the last guy I probably ranked as a five-star safety uh, was Jacoby Stevens, uh, mm -hmm. who – Even though I think we had him as an athlete, didn't we? Yeah, we might have had him as an athlete because he, he, played he thought he was a wide receiver. receiver. No. <laughs> uh, I had been telling him he was a linebacker since he was in the ninth grade, and I think he's going to go to the NFL and probably play linebacker. And he had a really good career, won a uh, national championship. Yeah, I don't know he'll, if he be, he'll be a second, second or third rounder, I believe, because he's very versatile. So that's a good call. Right, um, still a tad high, but... I just don't know if Collier is going to, I mean, if you tell me Collier is going to be a first round pick, I would say probably uh, that's a no. So, yeah. And, and I get that. And it really all depends on how much faster he gets. You know, he's, he's willing to play the run. He's very aggressive. Reminds me a little bit of Jabril Peppers. Um, 
not as thick. Uh, but, you know, might be a guy that, that goes off to college and doesn't have a ton of interceptions, but makes up, makes plays in the run game and, and uh, you know, breaks up passes and is a leader. And, you know, Peppers ended up being a first rounder. Now, whether he's playing like that or not, you know, he's on the second team, doesn't matter. So we'll see. Collier, definitely I get. Um, I'm not digging my heels in on that one. I did, but, you know, he was iffy the whole way, man. I mean, it's going to be interesting. James Williams or Collier, who's better? I mean, James Williams is the better athlete. Collier's the better. Uh, he's a kid who put his face in the fan. He'll, he'll hit more, I think. So we'll see which one is better, Miami or Florida at the end. All right, so let's talk a little Collier. Um, or excuse me, let's talk a little James Williams. Uh, he's another one. We had him as a five-star. He's... <laughs> probably is on Twitter complaining about his ranking right now, if I had to guess, uh, number yeah. 19 overall. And I've said it over and over again. I, I don't think he's bad. He reminds me a lot of J Ron curse who will continue to be my comp for him. Went to Clemson six, four, six, five safety went to the NFL as a seventh round pick and is still playing for the Vikings. I think, uh, had a decent, uh, college career with Clemson. But I just don't know. I mean, I guess the, we're hoping he's Isaiah Simmons. Is that the, the theory? Why did you uh, why did you insist on keeping him as a five-star, making him a five-star? Because that was also your call as well. Well, and Chris, you remember, I mean, just it, he didn't have a bad – he didn't have a good last year at Clemson because he was discussed heading into his final year at Clemson as a potential second-round, third-round guy. He just slid and slid and slid. Um you know, so sometimes they they get better. Sometimes they get worse. I mean, Williams to me, he's he's you know a bigger, more physical version of Taylor Mays. You know, who was all American at USC and then just didn't pan out in the NFL. Um, so what do you do? I mean, do you say Taylor Mays' career stunk because he was a I think he was a two time All American at USC. Uh, because he was drafted, I think, fourth round of the NFL and didn't make it there? Or do you say that was a successful five-star because he was a two-time All-American? So that's kind of who he reminds me of. He's very, very far away from who he's going to be, if that makes any sense. Um, he's still raw, and it depends on how he's coached up. It depends on, you know, a lot of things. Injuries, with stays, you know, will he be a portal kid? Now I don't know about anybody. I really don't. So... Um, I just think physically he's he's the right fit for a five star, and then then it became James Williams is a five, Collier's a five, uh, and you know and, you and do this different... though you attach yeah. two you attach two guys together for no reason. Uh, we've done yeah. it in the past where we the year of the no, linebackers I, famous. I do it all the time. We do okay though, you know. I mean, overall we do okay. You know, there's 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 not a lot of mistakes. But yes, two thousand. 16 linebacker class will I'll never forget that um and we're going to talk about a linebacker coming up and I, and I get the points you're going to make about him but you know and then the six running back last year got away from me a little bit but I I don't feel bad about these choices um we'll call you run a 4-4 I don't know he's not a 4-4 kid that's why they moved him to safety and his hips aren't great, but I think he could be a great player moving forward. Will he be a seventh rounder like Curse and stick in the NFL? I doubt that. I think he's better than that. So, um, you know, the crime dog, Wesley McGriff, it's all on him now. I'm, yeah. I'm going to blame him if he can't make this kid a five-star. <laughs> he didn't even recruit him either. So. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He inherited him. Make him a five-star. And Auburn has what? Two guys in the Super Bowl? Defensive yeah. backs. Yeah. So, you know, Crime Dog does a good job. I think he'll take care of me with that call here. Were those the guys? Did he recruit those guys? He was at Auburn, Mississippi State. I don't think he recruited them because those were T Rob guys. Oh, yeah. Um, Carlton Davis was a was a T Rob guy for sure. Now, yeah. Jam Coach Jamel Dean went to Ohio State and got medically disqualified which is crazy to think he's now playing in the NFL after Ohio State said he could never play there, remember? 
Yeah, well, Jalen Phillips is going to do the same thing. And then uh, who's the defensive end who went from USC to Georgia? Long time ago. Oh, uh, with the neck right. issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't remember his name. But I, you know, I can only remember like five names at a time. No, I was so. trying to think of him the other day, and when I was talking with my brother-in-law about how hard uh, players like that are to rank. But all right, so let's move on. The next one, the most controversial, because this is a Absolutely. Kellen Mond situation. This is yes. only you think he's a five-star. I think out of all of the analysts, and that's Terrence Lewis, who's going to Maryland, noted five-star factory. <laughs> Um, Listen, okay, let's stop right there. Okay. Stefan Diggs is from Maryland. Okay, yes. He was a five-star who became a fifth-round pick by going to Maryland, right? Yeah, and now he's one of the top three wide receivers right. in the NFL. But still. Right. Okay. All right. Who else was a five-star? Um, uh, well, DJ Moore was a four-star. Uh, I don't know. Shut up. How about that? Does Shaq Smith count? <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the other five stars were. Wesley Jefferson, a thousand years ago, who was some research on him. But well, tell us what you like about Lewis because here's here's my issue. He's a he's a tweener. Yep. Okay. He's going far from home to a place he's never been before. I think is uh, hard for anybody. And I just think the likelihood of him becoming a first round pick is just not high. I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. But when you're talking about a five-star, especially at linebacker, a position that we've had a lot of problems projecting in recent years, I just think it was a hard pass for me. Um, so No, your, your points are valid. I mean, you, you asked me on the call, is Terrence Lewis going to be a first-rounder in three, four years? And I, I wasn't able to say yes, but I didn't care because I love his motor. I love his energy. I love his anticipation. His senior film was just as good as his junior film. The only reason we didn't make him a five-star was because of the off-field issues. He's a, a full year removed from that. Um, I like, you know, that he's going to get an opportunity to play right away, obviously, be a star at Maryland, whereas he might be a depth guy at some other school initially. And I think that will keep him interested. And, and I think, um, you know, his size is the only issue and he hasn't gotten much bigger. So when you look at, you know, 215 pound linebackers out of high school, can he get to 240, you know, or whatever Zayvon Collins is and, and the guys that are going to go in the first round this year. Uh, I don't know. I thought he'd be bigger by now, but I swear when you talk about exploding to the football, making plays and just the kid who looks like he wants to make every play on the football field, that's Terrence Lewis to me. So, you know, he would have been a five-star over a year ago. And my thinking is, you know what? I watched his senior film after our last rankings. I'm going to take a shot on this kid. And we can look back and see if I'm stupid. Uh, if you're going to compare him to someone with that size uh, who ended up panning out, I guess my, my guy would be Patrick Queen. Uh, you know, I ranked him as a four-star and I think it was a fringe 250 guy. And one of the reasons is because he was small. I mean, he was not a huge guy and he was fast. But I mean, you know, did we let me look. I'm going to look up what he was coming out of high school. You you never even really saw him because he was kind of just a, a regional guy. Yeah. Um, we had him at six foot 204 coming out of high school. And I don't know what he weighed when he was drafted. Um you know, he wasn't a tall, long kid, super fast, super athletic. Obviously, the LSU season helped him. And he's been solid from what I understand with the Ravens. Um, yeah, six foot 232 is what he yeah. weighed at the combine. So. so they're taking linebackers now. You know, length isn't as much of a consideration with the Devin Bushes and Devin Whites of the world and Patrick Queen. And, and who's the guy um, from Texas Tech last year who I absolutely loved? And I can't remember his name now, so I didn't love him that much. But, you know, it's less about length. It's more, more about being able to run plays down. And I think that's mainly because of, you know, the way defenses are set to try to keep these mobile quarterbacks from running all over you. And you need somebody who can run with these guys. And, and you don't need someone who's six foot four who can't turn 
Um, so that's why I liked him. Like Patrick Queen's a really good uh, example. Um, he he he's a very good example because Patrick Queen, you know, is is a big hitter, but wasn't. You know, he became a big hitter. Uh, Lewis, I think, as he gets stronger, will become a bigger hitter. Right now, he's a sure tackler. Um, but Devin Bush, you remember too, you know, we didn't think he was going to be that good. And, and he turned out to be pretty good too. So I'm just taking a shot on what I saw. And it's risky. I'm telling you, because you got off field, you got size. And then of course you're thrown in Maryland, which I'm not, <laughs> but it's risky. It's very risky, but listen, I like to, I like to, I like to roll the dice. Um, my life is extremely boring. Um, it's, it's very, I don't know, predictable. And I like to be unpredictable every once in a while. So Kellen Mond won't be a first rounder. So I didn't win that one. No, he definitely did not win that one. He had if he career. came back for a sixth year, he'd be a second rounder. But... Sixth year. <laughs> I think he played as a freshman. So I think it'd be only his fifth, fifth year, fifth year. He, he would be a second rounder, but now he's going to be a mid rounder. And that's going to, that's going to, you know, he just, I'm telling you, the accuracy thing was bad. And I learned a lesson from that, that inaccurate quarterbacks just will not get accurate. So, you know, I'm, I'm still learning things. So I had the list pulled up and it was some, there were some good ones on there from Maryland. Now I can't find it. Uh, we, <laughs> because we had uh, five stars. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. We had Rakeem Jarrett in 2020. Off to a good start. Off to a good start, yes. Uh, does Damian Prince ring a bell for you? Yeah, Damian busted out, man. He got worse. He was so good looking. I saw him at the Army Combine as a sophomore, and then he just he got worse and worse. And worse. He actually had a good start to his bell. No, I don't think he's any. I, he think he got a shot with like the Steelers, but. Uh, he didn't stick around. He didn't, you know, he doesn't have a Wikipedia, which is not a good sign. So that isn't a good sign. Uh, he started out well, but he just, I don't know what happened. Uh, somebody named somebody named Dion Long. <laughs> yeah, he was a okay. So Dion Long was a um, prep school kid. He was originally from DC. He had to go to Hargrave. He was an outstanding wide receiver, four star out of high school, and then he was a dominant, dominant kid at Fork, uh, not Forking at uh, Hargrave and him and Diggs both had injury problems at Maryland. Um, but Dion Long, to my knowledge, went nowhere. So this is how you know it's a problem. He played his college football at Maryland after brief stops at West Virginia, New Mexico, and Iowa Western. He really bounced around, huh? Well, he had some academic issues for sure. Um, he was an undrafted free agent. Uh, he's with the Rams from 2000, 2015 to 2016, and now he's uh, nowhere. Yeah, he's long gone. He got a an arrest story came up there. Then you had Diggs, okay? Yeah. And before that, you got to go way back to, you know, Bruce Campbell. Who actually played in the NFL and was very good. I think he was a supplemental draft second rounder, but that doesn't count. But he was yep. a supplemental draft second rounder. Melvin Alize, Al. He's in prison doing 25 for a two-time five-star, by the way. He was a five-star <laughs> in 05 and in 06. He's still doing a stint in jail. He's still got the uh, potential. He was so freaking good. He was 280 pounds. He played running back and defensive end for his school. This, this is a great story. So he went off. He committed to, uh, I believe, Virginia Tech at first. And then he went off to uh, Hargrave. And <laughs> do you remember Callahan Bright? No. <laughs> okay. Callahan Bright was a five-star from Pennsylvania who was so off the rails, like violent that they had to have a teacher follow him around school specifically to keep him out of trouble. Okay. And he was, he signed with Florida State, never did anything. He also went off to Hargrave. So there was a fight between Callahan Bright and Melvin Alizé. And I asked, well, I didn't ask. I said, well, Callahan Bright must have killed him. 
They said, no, they had to pull Alizé off of him. He would have killed him. Now, Callahan Bright was one of the meanest, nastiest, scariest kids you're ever going to see. And Alizé beat the crap out of him at Hargrave. Now, again, that should have been a red flag. Um, he never played at Maryland. He went off to Illinois with Loxley, of all people, uh, and then had some mental issues and then went back home and then tried to apparently allegedly murder somebody. He's in, he's in jail. He's in jail. Okay. So, so good career. So the, la the last one is Wesley Jefferson. Whoever. Yeah, and he was a little too soft. In, in hindsight, that was what, 2003? Yeah. He was a little too soft. That's, I was just, we didn't know dogs back then because we didn't get to see them in person that much. Right. Um, but when I should have known when Wesley went to Miami and Miami was Miami at the time and they were recruiting dogs and he said he didn't like it down there because the kids were like too rough. I should have known then that he wasn't a five-star. Okay. So not exactly a stellar that not that this has anything to do with the current coaching staff really but it just i mean and this doesn't have anything to do with how we rank guys but i'm just saying you're looking at seven guys and two of them have been drafted at all so okay not okay. a good not a good history yeah but let's do this let's do round one players recently from maryland how about that are you going to be able to find that? No. <laughs> in the Arnell Savage in 2018, who was, I believe, a three-star for the Packers. DJ Moore was a first-rounder. We had him as a four-star. We saw that kid a thousand times. Uh, crap, that's it. Darius Hayward Bay in 2008, because he was the fastest human being on the planet. But um, Sean Davis, second-rounder. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, none of this bodes well for me. But I don't care. But this doesn't go in, like I said, this doesn't. No. It's not going into our debate about. I mean, he was ranked before he committed. I mean, listen, he was, he was committed to Florida. He was committed to Tennessee. He ended up in Maryland. Uh, he could have gone to Miami. He could have gone to Texas A&M. He could have gone to Auburn. He was going to go to Auburn before Gus got fired. We don't care. I don't give a crap. Now, looking at his situation going to Maryland, I think he's going to get to play earlier, obviously, and see the field early. But that doesn't mean anything. If he's not good, he's he's not going to play much. Um, and that other kid they got, the Robinson kid, could be better. But unfortunately, he didn't play this year because Maryland did not play football. So this is me. Yes, I will take the hit if this one doesn't pan out. And I've already told Terrence, I said, listen, I'm the only one who believes in you. Everybody else hates your guts. You better pan out. So I think that put a little more hunger into him. Yeah, he'll be th he'll be thinking about that when he's working out. He'll be picture had a picture <laughs> of Mike Farrell smiling right over. <laughs> Usually uh, it works the opposite way where they hate me. Like Brian Cushing literally did think of me every time he worked out because he wasn't a five star and hated me, and then became a first rounder star. Of course, he was on PEDs and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I will. There's an asterisk next to his uh, first round draft pick. Uh, you know, he's yeah, like the, about the wrong guy to have angry at you too, right? You know, he's the strength coach for the Texans now. He should be. We have pictures of him. I think he was circa 2004, 2005. We have pictures of him in these, these, these strong men competitions he used to do where they used to have to walk like a hundred yards with like 45 pound kettlebells in their hands and he was so jacked up so he should be a strength coach but there were some accusations back in the day of peds in high school never proven there but he was suspended in the nfl for such a thing right kind of it's kind of in his career if i remember right that and some injuries um all right so let's talk about some of the other ones we are we didn't really argue about uh clayton smith the oklahoma commit Seemed like an easy pick. He shot way up for us at the end of uh, the last rankings. And then we got to see him again. That was enough to put him over the top. Yep. No debate there. I mean, he's super athletic. And he's he's one of those tall, long kids, you know, that luckily for us, he's extremely intelligent and wants to play defense and doesn't want to mess around with tight end because he could. He could be a tight end or a wide receiver. He's that good. He's very, very athletic. has good ball skills. 
but he's going to be a linebacker. Now, going to Oklahoma, you're like, oh, no, you know, people could say Oklahoma's defense sucks. And, you know, Caleb Kelly went there as a five-star, and he didn't do anything. But they had a first-rounder last year, you know, and their defense is much improved. So, but again, that doesn't come into play. This is just based on pure size, athleticism, um, and he's out off the charts when it comes to that stuff. Well, and he's an example of like, I mean, this was a guy who came into the fall in like the 200s, right? I mean, he was pretty far down the list. So he looks pretty awesome. I mean, I've never seen him in person, just saw the video. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he really looks good. And like you said, Oklahoma's defense was much improved last year to this year. And I think it's going to be even better next year. So I, and they probably have another first round pick on the team uh right now the edge guy uh how do you say his name batico what but... oh oh benito benito sorry nick benito yeah remember infamous nick benito who signed his letter to oklahoma uh in the early signing period then went down to honor armor and announced on national television that he was going to oklahoma but everybody on earth knew he had already signed oklahoma that's the nick benito story well, that's every prospect now. I saw outrage. People were outraged on Twitter when that happened at the beginning of this month. And I'm like, guys, this is kids have been doing this the whole time. Like since the early yeah, but Benito was a pioneer because that was the first early signing period. And he was like the first one that became famous for that. So he's a pioneer. Now he's famous for being a freak edge rusher who is like off the charts when it comes to pressures and such. So um, but Oklahoma, yeah, under Grinch, different story. Um, but again, Grinch will be poached away and who knows, like I said, you just don't know with these kids. Um, you know, now we're just guessing based on ability and athleticism. They could go hit the portal, find a better home, worse home. A lot of things are going to change. All right. So uh, the guy that was a big debate, sort of, uh, Jatavian Sanders, the Texas commit, pretty much a no-brainer to make a five-star we had kind of been considering it for a long time but now the wrench that's thrown in is him saying he wants to play offense and this is something we really have debated a lot in recent years with guys who are like like Miko Hardman a year of his we saw him in the championship game a year of his career was wasted trying to play cornerback at Georgia like think about it he should have been how is he not playing wide receiver from the get-go but it was because oh you want to go to the league you got to play db and now we have sanders who wants to play tight end and he makes awesome catches we've seen him and he goes viral every week but i mean he could be a top five pick at defensive end so explain the conundrum we were facing there yeah, I, I just and I was asked to come up with a comparison for him, and I've, I I went through all you know five cells of my brain left, and I was trying to think of a guy who insisted on being a tight end but should have played another position, a defensive position, you know, because Gronk Gronk is a guy who insisted on playing tight end, and honestly, the way he was used his last year in Western Pennsylvania. As a blocker, he could have easily been a five-star offensive tackle and a five-star, I mean, a first-round offensive tackle. But I'm trying to think of somebody who wanted to play offense and should have played defense. And I can't think of anybody who insisted who's that talented because I know the tight end is, is, is more of a premium position nowadays than it used to be. But defensive end is still where everybody wanted to be, and that's where you make your money. And that's where this kid would make his money, too. So we put him at athlete. We placed him where we thought we could. Uh, but I don't think he should play offense. I think he should arrive on campus. I think he should be given uh, a nice introduction to the offensive coaching staff. And they should walk him over to the defensive line coach and say, here you go. And then he'll be a millionaire. Right. Hey, we'll, we'll throw we'll do some Christian Wilkins type plays with you where we let you touch the ball every once in a while. Um, we talked about him last week. You know, I always thought Isaac Nata was better at defensive end than tight end. Now he's not as much, he's, he does not as much of like a freak athlete as Sanders though. I mean. Yeah. But Nata was never really considered a defensive lineman by anybody to right. my, my knowledge. Like they all wanted him as a tight end. Right. Only I wanted him at the end. <laughs> right. I mean, this kid, Texas wanted him as a defensive player initially, and 
he, he just fell in love with tight end. And, you know, listen, he's athletic and big, and we see what tight ends do. I mean, Kelsey was a quarterback coming out of high school and not a good one. And now he's unstoppable because right. he's big and athletic and smart. So Sanders could be that guy, but I think his upside is higher on the defensive side of the ball. But as an athlete, I think he could be the biggest athlete five-star since the infamous Colt Lairla. Oh, but like, you know what? Lairla was awesome. Like, you know, you want to talk about off the field problems when he played, he was amazing. So unbelievable, unbelievable. But again, yeah. off field stuff killed him. So Do you remember when they were playing him at running back? <laughs> yeah. And, um, remember he showed up at the army bowl. I don't know if you were there that year, but, um, and you know, he was playing tight end or something. And then they asked him to switch defense and he, he didn't want to, but he did. And then he dominated there. Like, there wasn't a position where he just didn't dominate and, and kill everybody. But the problem was with him, I mean, there were rumors about substance issues in his sophomore year of high school. Right. You don't hear that a lot. So, you know, it was a risky one with Cole, but one of the top freakiest athletes I've ever seen in all the years we've been doing this. Um, and it's just a shame. I mean, he still made the NFL. Despite all his problems, he still made the NFL. Um, he didn't play long because he got, I think, arrested. But um, those yeah, type of guys. You know, yeah. Remember like Bryce Brown. Bryce Brown had a horrible career, right? Concussions at Tennessee, did nothing at Kansas State. And then all of a sudden he pops up with the Eagles one year and rushes for almost 1,000 yards. And you're like, that's how talented this kid is. He could do absolutely nothing in college and still end up as a as a good player in the NFL. Now, he went on to the Bills, did nothing, had one good year. I'm not saying he's a successful NFL player, but there's certain guys that are so talented that it doesn't matter what they do in college that they're going to get a shot at the NFL. And that was cool. But Sanders, we'll see. I mean, listen, in, in Sark's offense, I don't know. They don't throw to the tight end that much, do they? Well, I mean, they did after, especially uh, after Jalen Waddle got hurt. I mean, Billingsley was kind of all over the field. So um, I don't know. I thought they did. They didn't feed him, though. I mean, who's the kid they had the year before who's with the Lions now? Irv Smith. Yeah. And, th and then before that, they had O.J. Howard. They had some talented tight ends. And again, this wasn't all Sark. But they didn't really feed those guys that much. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out in this offense. But I, I think his, his upside is better as a uh, defensive player. All right. So that's your rankings talk. Uh, if you want to see the rankings, go to Rivals.com. And uh, we'll see if we'll be updating them again. But we're going to be focused on signing day really coming up. But before we move on to the old signing day, we got to figure out we got more Tennessee talk. Mike, they don't have a coach. You've been throwing out all types of stuff I've seen on Twitter. Uh, I've been throwing Mike, out one thing. Mike McMurphy, as we were calling you. <laughs> Throw out one thing. I don't talk to agents, so that's right. part of it. I don't have great sources because I don't talk to agents. Um, because in my job, I just think it's, you know, if you cover college football exclusively, talk to agents for sure, because then you're going to get the scoop on coaches and all this other stuff. But covering recruits in college football it's just a little bit of a slippery slope for me so i i don't talk to agents so i don't have good sources when it comes to this stuff and agents of course feed stuff to reporters so they can get their clients more money i mean we all know that this came from a current power five head coach and i know a lot of them so that doesn't narrow it down much that thought this was a done deal now after i tweeted that tony elliott it's his job to take. Um, I was told by our Clemson guys who were, you know, boots on the ground, Tiger illustrated that, that Elliot has said he's not been contacted. But I know Tony Elliott's a straight shooter, very honest person, high character. Every coach in the history of coaching when it comes to a job has lied about the job. Well, and it's, you know, we know, here's what we know. Danny White tried to hire him at UCF. Okay, that's a fact. 
um, before they hired Josh Heupel. Um, There's a lot of wiggle room. Coaches can say, I wasn't contacted when, of course, yeah, your agent was contacted, (laughs) you know? That's Um, one. That's one. So he might be in the mix. He might not. Here's what I know about Danny White, the the, uh, former UCF AD. He, he surprised both times when he hired people. If you remember, certain person put the cart before the horse and had Dino Babers as the UCF coach uh, when Scott Frost got hired. That didn't happen. There was no who leaks. Cares, who had that? Uh, he works for Dino Babers right now, if you, if you think hard enough. About oh, that guy? Oh, we don't mention his name. All right. Um, I didn't know he was breaking coaching news either. He was at the time, yeah. And well, uh, well I shouldn't be either. But. Then, if if you remember when they hired Heupel, it was yeah. Kevin Sumlin's taking the job at UCF. Well, he didn't take job; he went to Arizona. So I think Danny White's doing a covert search, and I'm, you know, you know me, Mike. Somehow I've been breaking internal coaching news. I would, I should go to Twitter like you and throw some of it out yeah, there, but. Do it. Uh, there's there's been some talk about you know he wants a sitting head coach i don't know if that's going to happen and i he seems to like offensive based coordinators right Mm -hmm. well (laughs) you know who had a really good offense this year was old miss and even though you didn't credit this person they got a hefty raise from the rebels and that's jeff levy and where was he before he went to old miss mike do you know no he was the UCF offensive coordinator under Josh Heupel. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be him. I have no information leading me to believe it's going to be him. But I just have a feeling like it's going to be someone like that that we're like, wow, that's who it, that's who it was? Yeah, that's but, who it is? I mean, okay, so here's the thing. A lot of people think that the, the, the Tony Elliott stuff was thrown at me by an agent to, to or by the University of Tennessee to gauge the interest of the fan base, Okay which is not the case. I mean, there, there's not going to be a gauge the interest of the fan base after the Shiano fiasco. Nobody cares what Vol Twitter ca- thinks about the coach. Danny White's not going to hire a coach based on what tweets he sees and all this other garbage, right? The reaction was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Because Tennessee fans still think that their program is you know, got Peyton Manning walking through the door and they're a top five program in the country and they should be getting you know, Bob Stoops or, or, you know, Saban should leave Alabama for Tennessee. But the response was horrible. If it's your guy, it's going to be 18 times more horrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> people at least know who Tony, you know, Tony Elliott is, and they want Lane Kiffin. That's what, that's what they want. If they want Lane Kiffin, take the second best thing. Yeah, but they don't want the second best thing. They want the best thing. Okay, but I saw I saw your Twitter. I saw Andy Staples going round and round with the Vols fans. This is <laughs> it's it's a rock bottom situation, you know. Uh, I think you it was either you or Gorney said someone called it an expansion. Did you call it that an expansion? No, Gorney probably did. In fact, or fiction today. I, I don't read his answers. Okay. Somebody Um, called it like an expansion team, basically. That's what it is. I mean, essentially, yeah. Especially if these starters they have in the portal don't come back, you're looking at half a team, man. Like you're you're they're going to be playing. You know how Chip Kelly is playing with 50, 60 guys this year or last year. That's you're going to be playing with 60 scholarship players. So the question was, is Tennessee a top 10 program? That was the fact of fiction question. And I didn't, I didn't read Gorney's answer, but mine was no. And I just named off 10 teams right off the top of my head that are better programs to take over. I have them in the 15 to 20 range. You know, expansion's a very interesting term. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far, but that's how sad things have become when you're talking about Tennessee as an expansion program. And what sitting head coach would want this job? It'd have to be someone who wants to get paid. I mean, you know, look. Well, like, group of five, you right? can hire, 
you could talk me in. No, you could talk me into going to some failing media company if you're going to triple my salary. Oh, me too. I mean, I go anywhere for triple my salary, but I don't know. I, I, I like the rumor that you heard that I heard as well. Oh, that what that I told Gorney? Did Gorney? Yeah. yeah. But I've heard that too. I oh, you did. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's 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 hash that one out because it's been mentioned before uh because of the success at memphis and what a um raging dumpster fire florida state is that perhaps mike norvell would jump from fire to fire as a standing head coach i could see that happening things at florida state are so bad but I don't think that's the hire people would want either. I mean, you can imagine the Vols fans reaction to that. I don't think they're going to like any hire. Who are they going to like? Jesus Christ. And, and we even debated that on Twitter, that he wouldn't be able to out-recruit Saban and the NCAA would sanction him for pardoning sins and he doesn't have any money. It, it was very funny, but no, they're not going to like anybody. Nobody. There's not one hire they're going to like. Well, here's initially, they're not going to like a hire. Then they're going to be all excited, yes. right? Yes, Jeremy Pruitt's the guy I've done research on him. He was an unbelievable defensive coach at Georgia and Florida State and Alabama. And, you know, he learned under the best and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's what's going to happen. Now, Tony Elliott, they're, if, if they hired him, which now I hear they're going to hire someone with previous head coaching experience. So my Tony Elliott, tweet should have been worded a little differently because some people took it as I was breaking that Tony Elliott was going to be the next coach I kind of wasn't but I do believe that he was their first choice he, he was Daniel White's first choice but now I think it, it, whether he is or isn't or whether he got contacted or didn't get contacted or said no because he said no to other jobs before whatever I think it's going to be an experienced head coach at some level but it can't be Danny White wants squeaky clean, right? So there goes Hugh Freeze. Can't be him. Can't be Kiffin. Kiffin's not squeaky clean. Well, plus, I just don't think Kiffin's going to leave Ole Miss right now. I mean, the, uh, if this was last year and he was unemployed, no doubt he would take the job in a heartbeat. Or not unemployed, but at FAU, I mean. but I think it's a step down right now. Right, exactly. He's why got, do that? You have a you have a court, an awesome quarterback. Like you've got now two recruiting classes. You've got transfers coming in. Like why bail? And, and you've got a raise. So why bail on that to go try to rebuild Tennessee uh, in the middle of, you know, sanctions, you don't know they're talking about. I mean, you know, the rumors about these violations, I mean, this could be serious penalties. You could lose, you know, five to seven scholarships a year. You could lose official visits. I mean, this is not going to be good. So, and you don't have a recruiting class. You're starting as a coach without a recruiting class, like your first year. You, you're, right. So I, I just don't see it. And PJ Flex been mentioned as well. And there's, there's not a squeaky cleanness there either. Just not. Well, not to mention. Remember he was mentioned for the Notre Dame job and all this other stuff. Brian Kelly was going to leave. And there was so many, I mean, there's, there's, it's not squeaky clean. I don't know who is Tony Elliott is. Uh, but he doesn't have experience. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, Tony Elliott would be a good hire. It would solve the offensive issues. It was like, he's Chad Morris. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> Chad Morris. He's not Chad. First of all, and, and I, you know, they're like, we want a coach with um, head coaching experience. Uh, okay. Chad Morris had head coaching experience and he absolutely sucked at Arkansas. Just right. sucked. And, and he was a group of five head coach at SMU. And really, I don't know why Arkansas hired him because he wasn't that good at SMU either. But there's your head coaching experience, okay? So you can get a coach that has head coaching experience and he can still be horrible. Um, Tony Elliott, you know, doesn't have the experience of writing a ship like this, but who does? Right, I mean. Coach out there that has experience in, 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 in coming back from this dumpster fire. Right. Yeah. Bill O'Brien. Uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. There's a good one, but 
he's not, I don't believe he's even a candidate. No, I don't think so either. And I don't, I'm telling you, we're going to be sitting around and it's going to be some candidate which we've not thought of, or it's going to be a total shocker. But guess what? I think Danny White's the right guy to make the hire. I mean, this is the most competent AD they've had dating back to, you know, pre John Curry, or maybe even in the last, you know, decade plus, uh, John Curry wasn't a good AD, in my opinion, and he was not well liked by anyone, but from from people I know who knew him at other stops, yeah, and he clashed with people and they ran him yeah. out of there. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's had success at UCF. He's got a challenge here, obviously, to find a coach for a program that's that's once proud and very down. But I think he will find a good coach. I mean, whoever it is will be destroyed on Twitter and, 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 you know, play Travis will find something in their background or something will happen badly when this is announced. The other guy they want is Peterson, you know? Oh yeah. So he left Washington on his own. So he's going to go to Knoxville into a, just a, a pit of flaming hell. No way, you know, but I've heard his name as well. So it's going to be a name that nobody is going to be happy with, but then they will rally around him. Because remember when Dooley was hired? Oh, he's just a chip off the old block. <laughs> it's going to win a national like his dad. No. Just like Jeremy Pruitt. Just the ball. He's just a ball. He just loves ball. He loves ball. Then Butch Jones was their eighth choice. Right. You know? Yeah. But. You know, oh, he found J.J. Watt and Antonio Brown. He's a genius uh, evaluator, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> There's always something. So I, it's just, it's not going to go well, uh, but eventually they will embrace him. I may fall for it. When Pruitt was winning those games, it was against nobody, but they looked like they were moving in the right direction, right? They won nine straight. And then they just went backwards, like the opposite direction. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky, the crap out of, I mean, I don't understand. You know, some people were tagging me on the message board. Oh, you didn't warn us about Pruitt. It's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, we cannot give our real opinions when a coach is hired because we, you know, you can maybe, but if I go on Twitter and say, you know, Jeremy Pruitt is, is, you know, not very smart and a very rude person. And yeah. I don't think he'll manage. Doesn't get along with anybody. Right. Doesn't get along with people. Uh, I don't think he'll be able to manage the job of being a head coach. I would have, I might've gotten fired. <laughs> I know. Like I yeah. for sure would have been in conference calls. That's. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that, you know, I said Shane Beamer wasn't a good hire from South Carolina. Right. And I have to give my honest opinion. And I don't think he is. And I don't think he'll be successful there. And it's nothing against Shane Beamer. Uh, his dad's a legend, and I just think this is too big a job for him. Um, you know, and there's certain coaches I think that are hired that are over their heads, but it sucks because now, you know, I mean, Shane Beamer is never going to talk to me. He'll tell his entire staff never to talk to me. So the 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 being opinionated and actually giving the truthful opinion that people want does you no good. Right. I just can't stop because I'm an idiot. I just have to say yes or no. I guess the only one I said was bad or we made fun of a lot was Herm Edwards, which has been good. <laughs> so Yeah, and to Herm's credit, and I told him when, when I did that uh, interview with him on signing day, I told him, I said, I completely doubted you. you know. And Herm was like, I've been around high school football. I was at the Under Armour game. And, and then thinking to myself, Herm, you were there for five days. <laughs> you, know, you barely coach the kids because they're there for co they're three, three practices of two hours. <laughs> Most of them aren't, you know, most of them are divas and, and, and just are, are done with the process. You, you have no idea, but that's not experience, but he felt it was, but he's done a good job because he hired the right people, you know, right. So well, that was smart. Right. And he manages, he, I like the way he runs things. The players like the way, you know, they don't, they runs it like a pro organization and guess what? It, it is smart. I think you're going to see some, he's probably going to groom Antonio Pierce to take over for him there, which is, smart he was a high school coach and he's learning from him and marvin lewis and who else who have been head coaches and i think you look they're totally stabilized that was a great hire but i mean you know herm didn't 
Herb didn't help us when he was making jokes about, oh, I don't mess with devils. And it's like, well, you're the head coach of a team with devils in it. And then when he said he was going to cut players, and it's like, you can't cut people, really. You know, you're kind of stuck with these guys. Um, I thought Mac Brown would be bad at UNC. thought he was too old. And, and I said that. I was, wrong. I was completely wrong. So he's been a good recruiter. He's been a good CEO. They love him up there in the Carolinas. So let's, just, let's be honest. It's all guesswork. We have no idea. It is. If anybody, if anybody ever told me Billy Napier would be, I mean, not Billy Napier, uh, Dabo Swinney would be so successful at Clemson, I would have laughed in your <laughs> face that, 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 that the Podunk assistant coach with the aw shucks, no way, not going to happen. And now look at him. So it's all guesswork. You have to admit it's guesswork. And you know, it's just like rankings and everything else. I don't know. But Tony Elliott would be a good hire. Balls fans are crazy if they think he wouldn't be. I just think you got to look. If you go back and look at some coaches historically who we think of as good and you look at their, especially in like the 80s and 90s, you're like, wait a minute. How did this coach go like five and seven for like five years in a row and not get fired? Yeah, yeah. not now. No way. But I mean. They're going to be bad. They're going to be they're going to be bad next year. They're going to be bad the year after that, and maybe even the third year with transfers and some good recruiting, they can get back to level. This for a rumor. Want to start this one? Okay. Leslie Frazier gets the Texan job, and Tennessee already has a deal with the enemy. I mean, that'd be awesome. I just think, I don't know. I'm really, you know, I was, I laughed in your face when you said that the enemy wasn't going to get an NFL job and you're right, you know, so. Well, it's not over. I mean, one of those two guys is going to get the Texans job. And I they guess. Just have to I, that, that's the worst job. Like nobody wants, Deshaun, it is. No. they have no draft picks. But it, it all comes down to the, the person that owns the team can do whatever they want. Rooney right. rule or not three African-American coaches in all of the NFL are not. Nobody cares. It's what the owner wants to do, period. And that's why guys like bien just keep getting screwed. You right. know, so, yeah, come to college. bien be awesome. Um, but I don't think he would, you know, leave Kansas City for Tennessee. Yeah, I think that he doesn't seem like a good fit. <laughs> no, I think he should stay in the NFL and wait his turn because, you know, like Andy Reid's going to be coaching forever either. And I, I like I said I don't get how a team like the Chargers they go and hire a dude who was a D3 defensive coordinator five years ago and it's like look at his meteoric rise and it's like you have Justin Herbert hire an offensive coach it's not that hard we don't need to go find a dude who was coaching peewee flag football seven years ago what a hero he's only 37 it's like these are selling points to me on why i'm supposed to like the coach well what about campbell at detroit no that what an idiot I'm sorry. <laughs> let's hire the biggest cement head we can possibly find because <laughs> we're going to be tough like the steel city is tough you know i mean uh, pittsburgh is a steel city but you know motor city motor city is tough and we're going to bite kneecaps and all that i'm like this guy's gonna be a massive failure i mean it's gonna be colossal how bad he's gonna be and i wouldn't fight him because he'd kill me but I'm so, not, you're not hiring him to fight people like lackford and i were talking and he was like he was on the owen 16 lions as a player and he could be the coach of when they go owen 16 next year that would be a record, right? Why don't they hire Matt Millen back as the GM and just reunite everybody for that horrible crap show where they drafted three straight wide receivers in the top 10 and one of them was good. It's just, I'm telling you, these NFL owners don't know their ass from their elbow. And that's why I said two weeks ago that the enemy might not get a job. He still could, but, and he should. But right now it's, 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 it's Leslie Frazier, who's a retread, and it's Biennemi for the Texans. And if Biennemi doesn't get the Texans, I think he stays there. But it'd be nice to start the Tennessee rumor. Because I, I would like to see Biennemi do his thing in college. I think he'd be fun. I'd be amazing. Now, him homes. Right, be amazing recruiter. Um, and he would give him some energy. But we'll wait and see. When they do hire a coach, we'll jump on here and talk about it. And we'll be do some Googling on Jeff Levy uh before which by the way you 
you want to talk about Clay Travis digging up some stuff. He was at, he was an assistant at Baylor under Art Bryles. So I think. Oh, there you go. That would be all uh, right. If they hire Levy, <laughs> Ball's Twitter will have him fired within a day. Yeah, that'll be your that'll be your smoking gun. Him and he's, I forget the thing. He's married to. I think he's married to Art Bryles' daughter. I'm pretty sure. Can't be that. Can't be good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I think I think that's it. I know him and Kendall Bryles are brother-in-laws with each other. So, so here, here's here's uh, Tony Elliott. He attended the uh, Air Force Academy, played at Clemson. Um, his coaching career has been pretty stable. South Carolina State, Furman, and then Clemson forever. Um, nothing in his background that I believe anybody has ever told me or heard of in a bad way. And if I were him and I got offered this job, I would be afraid that they would find something or, or make up something. Because what they did, I don't like Shiano, okay? Now, I was just told the other day by another coach, you and Shiano would be best friends. Really? Just alike. Which means, you know, he's a jerk like I am. And you guys should sit and talk because I'm telling you, you're the same person, just blah, blah, blah. But I don't like what they did to Shiano, but I don't think he would have been successful at Tennessee. Um, but what Shiano's past was, what was that, 20 years ago? Yeah. And he was on the staff and there's nothing linked to him and they got rid of him. So if I'm Tony Elliott, I'm thinking, did I, did I steal a pack of gum in fifth grade or something? Like, something's going to happen. And that's a disservice to Tennessee as well. I mean, you know I'm a fan of Clay Travis because of the business he's built. Yeah, yes. Out of his political views and all that other stuff. Just as a business person, what he's built impresses me. But that guy is bad for Tennessee football period well i mean yeah i guess he just riles up the fan base right he does it on purpose though yeah like he's anti-cancer he's anti-cancel cancel culture until he wants to cancel something all right you know <laughs> so he just does what he knows people will get riled up about and he doesn't give a crap about tennessee or the balls or anything like that and you know, I'm not saying Shiano would have been successful. We could be in the same place right here, right now. But if they do this to the next coach, I mean, who's ever going to want to go there? Right. I, and I think it's a problem. And Danny White talked about it. And he's, did you, did you see his quote that he said? Mm -mm. He said, if you got a problem with one of our coaches or players or how we're playing, text one of your friends. Don't go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. They went to Twitter to complain about that uh, comment. Yeah, and I tweeted that Tony Elliott thing. I forget what night it was, and then I woke up the next morning and I'm like, "Oh my god, why did I do that?" Because I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even be involved. I involves mean, Twitter is scary. Yeah, they'll be pulling your credit report and stuff. You know, I, it, it is. It's scary. So you know, I'm gonna stay away from it from now on. Let's just hire a coach. And then you and I can dissect it. The fans can all be outraged about how horrible a hire it is. Then they can rally together about how great he's going to be. And then four years, we can do it all over again. So I looked at Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator at Southeastern like three years ago. So we can, we can do the, like the Chargers coach and say, oh, he was at FCS school. And Where the hell is Southeastern? Uh, Louisiana, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, anyway, he, he, before that he was at Oklahoma and a few other places, but, uh, have you heard any other names? Am, do I have any other names? Yeah. No, other than Norvell and it's been very quiet, huh? Yeah. I told you he's not leaking it. He's going to surprise us. It's going to be somebody completely off the board. Um, it's going to be like, Oh, they're high. They hired Clay Helton, you know? <laughs> what about Tom Herman? Have you heard anything about that? No, I have not heard any Tom Herman buzz. But if I'm one of these fired coaches, I'm not. If I got fired and you gave me like 20 million bucks, 
I'm chilling. I'm going to work on TV for a year, make people think I'm smart and I'm getting a better job the year after. I'm not jumping into some cesspool of sanctions. And yeah, I mean, that's the problem is like, it's not only you've mentioned the fan base or whatever. There's a, a lack of talent on the roster. If these guys who are in the portal leave, even if they and, don't, there is. Right. I, I, I watched and scouted that game against Florida. There's not talent <laughs> on this roster. There's limited scholarships and there's pending sanctions. So, I mean, what if they can't go to a bowl game for two years? I mean, there's what's the carrot you're dangling? Um, what what time does our guy uh, Darnell announce that he's staying with the balls? I don't know. But it was three o'clock. Friedman just he's doing it on Instagram stuff. So. I talked to a few coaches about that the other day, yesterday, when because when he put out the tweet that he's going to announce, and, and and all the responses, if you notice, were either West Virginia fans saying "come home," or Tennessee fans saying "how dare you use your platform that we built for you to <laughs> announce you're leaving us" or whatever. It's like, okay, um, first of all, he's not in the portal. Okay, that means no one can talk to him. Otherwise, you're tampering and you're going to get in big, big trouble. Um, so, so he's got one place to announce where he's going to go and that's back to Tennessee, unless somebody tampered. And if he announces I'm going to West Virginia or whatever, immediate NCAA investigation. So I don't understand why you would re-announce that you're staying, but that's just sort of an example of kind of the circus that occurs, uh, when you are a Tennessee big time prospect. It's just weird to me. Well, a lot of rumors about now we got we got James Franklin rumors. We got uh, oh James Franklin's going to go to Tennessee. Yeah, it's like oh there's here's a here's a Tennessee. We got plant. We got flight trackers. We got all kinds of stuff going on. So. James. So James was linked with Florida State and USC, even though they didn't hire they didn't fire Hilton, but apparently they offered James the job, um, and and Florida State as well. And he got himself a big fat raise because of those rumors. So maybe this is another big fat raise. I don't think it's going to be one in five season or two in five. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be him. You're talking. He's making like seven million a year. That's a huge number. To uh, uh, he's spent his time in Tennessee at the um, the program that's been more successful over the last decade, and he's done with that. It'd be nice if he came back. I liked him. I like dealing with him. But uh, all right, well, that wraps it up for us. We went long. I was trying to do a short episode. So possible. Um, we'll be back. Check out our rankings. Subscribe on YouTube and iTunes and wherever else. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Bye, Mike. And watch Rivals Woody troll Rivals Mike. What did you troll me about this week? <laughs> oh, trash. Is that the round he's going to go in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't mind the trolling because it's kind of fun. I'm, I'm, just the internal trolling, I, I just get tired of. Kyle Trask is not going to go in the first three rounds. I've stopped putting him on your top five quarterbacks list, please. Nobody's who drafting him. Instead? The, the <laughs> kid who played one game in the last two years for yep. North Dakota that everybody made up, Trey Lance. I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying the fact of the situation. Who else? Who am I missing? You were missing nope. Lance. That's who you're missing. Okay, after him, am I missing? I mean, it's really weak. Right, that's what I'm saying. No one's picking him, man. Like, Bond and Franks might get drafted before him. <laughs> we'll see. I, I'm not saying, yeah, Trask, I don't think, first of all, I think there's two, three first-round quarterbacks, but I think there's going to be five taken. Watch. Yeah, I think so, too. One of them might not be Trask. One of them might not be Mac Jones, but there's going to be five taken. No, Mac's, Mac's a lock. First-round lock. He's better than Tua. Yeah, I agree with that. But Tua was beyond arguably the most overrated first rounder quarterback in since Achilles Smith. <laughs> Listen, Achilles Smith comments on the rivals Instagram all the time. So big shot. Oh, I don't mean to bad mouth Achilles Smith, but he had one good year and everybody went wild. All right, I'm Jamarcus Russell. But uh, actually, I actually think Achilles Smith in the modern era would have been a way better quarterback than I agree with you. Because what was that like 15 years ago? Yeah, it was like, no, it was, it was like 99, 20 year plus. 
yeah, that was not the right fit. And it, this day and age, he would be a really good fit for the NFL. But back then, it was like, you know, fish out of water. It was like, what, you going to be under center and blah, don't run. And, yeah, he was out quickly. And Well, I mean, look at it. The NFL made Randall Cunningham a pocket guy. Right. Oh, and man. Probably one of the best athletes you'll ever going to run into in your life. Imagine how awesome he would be in, like, the Twitter highlight era. Um, he would make Lamar Jackson look stupid. Like, <laughs> because he can't run as well as Lamar, but he can throw. So imagine Randall, you know, being let loose in an offense where you can sort of freelance. My God, he'd be amazing. All right. You're so, LV, baby. Yeah, I liked his son when he was a recruiter a few years back, but then remember he went to do track instead, so. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Randall Cunningham is one of my idols. I I was a Cowboy fan and I hated the Eagles, but that guy was just so absolutely incredible. It was unbelievable. So he would be better than Lamar. He'd be better than any of these, you know, running quarterbacks these days. All right. That wraps it up. Join us next week. See you later.